0: Yeah.
1: The, the beats make make it. Like, you give me some of them beats so, like, my um, work got better when my material got better. So, are you uh-huh. dealing with mediocre, average beats, playing around, just spitting over anything? Stop it.
0: Your new single, Get That Doe, is cold. You know, that's my new workout song. I dare anyone to listen to that song and try to drive the speed limit, man. That song hikes me up. Up get, that, get up and get that, get up and get that, get no. that I need some more, really gotta get that dough, no. I really gotta get that dough no. i need on so- this with Project Pato, my
1: pocket's gettin' better up You try to knock my horse to them ninjas, makin' your shirt wetter I believe they call it dancers, in the Joe Knob Ninja I'm the dancer coming for your mob ninja, gotta get that yo-
0: Welcome to Graffiti Talk Radio. This is Derek Talley, and I got my man Bamba Clock with me. What's up, Bumba? You know the deal, bruh. You know the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. Our guest, Noya, has been putting us down in the side for the last 11 years and has a new hit single called Get That Doe, featuring Project Pat and Side. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Noya to the show. What's up, Noya? Yo, what's up? What's up? Thanks man, for having me-, me. What's up? That's what's uh, up, yeah. That's what's up. Your new single, Get That Dough, is cold. You know, that's my new workout song. I dare anyone to listen to that song and try to drive the speed limit, man. That song hikes me up. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's
1: true. Um, I just wanted to make a quick correction. So you said 11 years. I've been – um. I've been doing music for about five years, actually. <laughs> okay. So I just, yeah, it's, I'm a little bit, um, I, I consider myself a rookie and a new artist. <laughs> okay. Boy,
0: boy. Well, we, well, we love you. We love you because, you know, I found out about you on the scene, like looking for psychodrama and looking for side, and then I'm seeing sides having these mixtape with Noya, and I said, uh-oh, who's that? You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I like it. I like what I hear, sister.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate that. I think that um, coming behind such a heavy um, group in Chicago, um, it pretty much paved the way for me to just be able to do the things that I'm doing right now uh, because it, it it was easy to do coming from, it's just like if you're running track and you're racing against the fastest runner in the world, even if you're not. You you don't have to be as fast as him, but you're going to give it 110% because you're trying to reach somebody that's running really fast. So I look at it the same way with, you know, what happened with the music for me, just being in the studio and being around these different legends um, from Chicago that really – were the ones that I started out listening to, you know, coming up myself, being around them and hearing them spit. And then, you know, I've always been an articulate type of person and and a a little bit educated, I'll say. So I was able to, you know, kind of keep up and then just trying to write and come behind them and say, let me see what I can come up with if you're saying that. And that's just kind of how I started
0: Oh yeah. We love love that. We love your style, you know, the way you spit, you know, and that is, that is something now because nowadays it seems like the style is starting to change a little bit and the rap styles are starting to change, but we still got those holding it down and we're we're really making progress with, you know, coming together rather than hating on each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm Because back in the early days, that competition, is good competition kind of keeps you sharp you know but then i noticed how you decided to stay sharp with your skills and uh everybody you know looking out for each other rather than you know okay now that i got my skills down i'm gonna go diss these fools and you know get popular he said no man you know you embrace these people like how did you meet side and how did you get up with psychodrama
1: um, so I just pretty much kind of started out as a fan, and then and I was in a position to um, to be a part of a, a studio, and I was I was uh, I wanted to build a studio, so I had a marketing company, and I was like, well, you know what, I want to put you know a studio here, so I put the studio, and then I reached out to who I thought I said, who can I go to that's relevant in music, and this was in two thousand like five about 2005 or six, and I said, um, who can I, who can I um, build, you know, put on this studio to give it a name and, and make people come to it? And so I, I immediately thought about psychodrama, and so I reached out to them. I was just like, who can I find? And I reached out to Cy, and I was asking him about maybe if I could sponsor the group. You know, so that relationship started just basically, you know, communicating. And then I met Nuisance individually as well, and she and I immediately clicked. Um, it was just like amazing the the relationship. And I didn't I didn't know Nuisance or Side. I didn't know either of them. So I met everybody individually, um, and then later met Buck. But um, it was just basically kind of like written how everything just really fell in place, and and he was doing what he was doing, and I was very um, just, uh, I love the fact that he was out there still working, still hustling, still grinding, and he was very humble, and that was what drew me into um, the whole, you know, side effects from psychodrama, just the fact that he was humble, and he had talent, and he loved people, and those were a lot of the things that I like to do, so we were um, a lot alike.
0: Okay, yeah, like, what did you cool. grow
1: up at? I grew up on the west side of Chicago. Um, I'm, you know, I, I knew of, uh, psychodrama and crucial conflict and do with that. I wasn't, I, I gotta be honest. I, like I have to, and I tell them that now I wasn't like real, real diehard with it. I kind of was like a late bloomer with it. I was listening. I was somewhere listening to a ball and MJG, you know, I'll spit right, the whole right. coming out hard. i spit the whole coming out hard, like album. And when I, um, would do it when I got a chance. Like it was weird and mad crazy because my favorite artists were A Ball, MJG. I loved Mystical. I loved uh, Trick Daddy. I loved Master P. And I, and I was a fan of Silk the Shaka. You know everybody hates Boy. Silk the Shaka and say and say all kind of crap about Silk the Shaka. But I was a huge fan of Silk the Shaka. I recently met up with Scene and learned that one of my favorite songs from uh, Silk was uh, something that Scene had kind of produced and came up with and hooked and did the hook on so everything that like I loved Cy basically presented all those things to me on a platter so to speak because While while I wasn't listening to the early days of Twister. Like I don't know Twister in any of those early days. I know him from Adrenaline Rush. Right around that time. Yeah. That's when I when yeah. I so to me it it I didn't know Twister. It I didn't know of Twister until I heard of the song Adrenaline Rush. And, you know, I was riding around listening to that whole hey Um, album, you know, and Break It to the Left, that one, that's when I got on to, so that's really late in the game, I think, but that's when I got on to, like, Chicago. I knew Magic, you know, but I didn't know, like, all the the music. Like I said, I was listening to 8-Ball G and some of that other stuff. And then when they came and I said, wow, we, we got people that can do this. Because at first yeah. it, it really it, it didn't seem like it, it was our, we had anything to do with it. And when they came, that was why I was so excited because I was like, wow, you know, we got our own style. We got people
0: that's doing it. And it was great. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, I used to find a lot of people just by accident. You know, before the internet, I used to just go to Georgia's music room up there, and find uh, mm-hmm. his one stop over there on Roosevelt Roads, and I used to say, well, you know, what's new from Chicago? What do you got? You know, and, and I find new music. So, you know, I was really into. Into what Chicago was doing, but just like you, I loved a lot of the down south stuff. I was really into rap a lot and the Ghetto Boys and the Thrift Ward Boys. And you know, when they all came together, it was like a dream for me. It's, it's like, okay, well, you know, all my favorite people are just coming together. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what kind of music did you grow up listening to? Um.
1: Well, I like I said, um, I went to a Catholic school. <laughs> And i went to and a and I went to a very uh, prestigious high school, one of the best high schools in chicago um I shared high schools with um our president's wife michelle obama so um oh, hey. i was de- i definitely had a versatile uh background, but at the same time, like I said, it was the Eight Balls, the MJGs, you know, that's what I grew up listening to. And then when Taco Drama and, and Twista and Do or Die and uh, Triple Darkness and everybody came out, it was like, okay. And it was like kind of flourishing. And then we had another um flourish when our youngins kinda came in. When we the ones that I've been working with, I have a, I wear a number of hats, so it's really hard for me to stay focused and just talk about Noya. Like that's why the whole conversation really, really hasn't been about Noya because she is um I don't know, she's she's able to be very reserved and not really give music a hundred like right now, I can I give music about ten percent, and and you said that you love the the music that you hear from me, but honestly, I give it about ten percent of who I am because it's it's just a piece, a little inkling of something that I decided to do, but I don't have a love for it, so it's hard for me to embrace it because a lot of people that I've been working with, I've worked with about two thousand artists as entertain. I'm a promoter. So I care more about other people getting out their music than my music, because I don't feel worthy of being able to even like say I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? It's just really hard for me to do that because I don't, put anything into the craft when people don't put anything into the craft and they try to come out and say, Hey, you know, I'm a rapper. I don't respect them because you want the things that you see on TV, but you're putting nothing into getting that. And then you want to make all these, um, you know, classifications. This is what I hear all the time. So for me, until I really am able to be real serious and buckle down and try to like really like get into the music, I, it's going to be hard for me to embrace it because it's, it's always just something that I'm doing and not really something that I want to do and love to do and, and feel like I need to
0: do. So you have a pro- promotional company?
1: Yeah, it's that. called the Entertainment
0: Institute. Okay. And so, like, if we have artists that we think really – Uh, are on the ball, the artists that we really think uh, can do some stuff. We can come to you and you can help us promote them.
1: Oh, definitely. That's, that's actually what I do. That's what I've been doing for, like, the last seven. Almost, uh, I started my first showcase about six years ago called Chicago versus Atlanta, and I took about 30 acts from Chicago down to Atlanta, and um, we put on, you know, they some of them, we got videos. Waka Flocka is, is starting out that video for us. We got a lot of support on that first showcase. Jazzo was uh, one of the people that, what I did was I ended up getting people that had a name and that could actually do something for the artists, I started getting them involved and in getting their feedback. And I found that if I was doing something serious and they people can feel that it was real, they would help me. And so that's what has happened. And right now, that company is very successful. We have the major names you know the people that work with the major names and the major record um radio stations in Chicago as our sponsors and and you know judges and we get like real respect behind what we do for the artists because people know that that's what we're doing we're artists it, you get more respect when you are artists working for the artists you know because you yeah. know what it takes like i come with side who is a very experienced he's like him and his group are like, a encyclopedia of information and knowledge that I'm able to know, like, don't do that, do this, say this, don't say that, basically based on the fact that they've had so many trial and errors, and they were pretty much the guinea pig for the whole birth of it. That's why, and you'll hear me say that Buck is a lot of these, like, Buck everybody daddy. I be saying, like, most of the artists in Chicago I call, you know, I call Buck they daddy because that's who <laughs> birthed it. You know, that's what did it. But I think that what we should do is we should do another interview when entertain come and talk to y'all and I'm going to try to stay focused because I am, I do want to talk about Noya and a couple of, you know, different things that I want to share about her. I don't want to spend the whole interview talking about, you know,
0: whatever you want, whatever you want to talk about. Like I would, how did I come up with, you said the name? Yeah, the name Noya. How did
1: you come up with that name? So, um, Cy, Cy was the person that um, came up with the name. He's, um, if, if you haven't heard by now, he's pretty much like the name person. Um, so, he he came up with it based off just knowing me and being around me for about Five years um I'm the kind of person that I'm always like on top of everything if we're going out, if we're doing something like i'm I'm just ahead of the game, pretty much that's how you can look at it, and they call it <laughs> paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's 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 basically noia short for paranoia because i'm always like hey no we better not do that because that might happen and and i'm just on top of stuff so you know it, it came from that yeah. basically but um to finish off because we talk so much about insane, so i gotta let y'all know any artist that's out there listening that do need that help you text 678 678- seven oh four five nine hundred text what am W H A D A M M. That's what our showcases are called. You can also find those at at Whatam events on Twitter. Um you can text that to six seven eight seven oh four five nine hundred that is a twenty four hour text line and you can text that and we'll go ahead and get back with you and we have shows and, and all all over the country. Okay, so um real quick, Max um The reason that I even was able to just admit and accept rap, it didn't come from Cy, who had been telling me, like, over and over, we've been doing these different songs, and he's like, man, you got it. So it was really hard to hear that coming from him because I'm around him, Um, you know how it is. So I I just really didn't take it in. And then I started hearing from a few people, and to be quite Mm -hmm. honest, when we would go do the shows, all the time they would react to me when I come out, every time, no matter who I was performing for. So this one time I was, um, because I'm getting blessed um, and fortunate enough to be with Cy, who is headlining with people like Juicy J and Project Pat um, and Twista and when he's doing these shows and I'm coming out and doing a song with Psy and I'm getting this great love, you know, so yeah. it, I was seeing that and I was seeing it. And then, then the exposure to a ball and MJT and and seeing them look at me like, damn, she know all my words, you know, like being at a yeah. show with them and they there headlining, but to catch them kind of glimpsing over there at me, cause they, it's like, man, how she she just going with my bars, you know? Like, and it's just before the, yeah. before the show, you know? So, um, the one thing that really topped it off for me, and and people know the story because I talk about it in my raps and I say it all the time. This is the story that I'll always tell for the rest of my life. When it comes to music, I was um, we had just performed with um, Project Pack. We, it was side and then project Pat was going up. So side, I went up and then after we got off the stage, project Pat went up and then I quickly went back to entertain. So I was going over to tap Pat and tell him to come on because now I'm back in that mode. I got to get a picture with him inside and do my promo stuff because I'm the manager back, you know, I'm back in management and I'm in, in, in entrepreneur yeah. mode. Uh, so, uh, Pat uh pet turns around and he's I'm like, Hey Pet, you'll get this picture real quick with I si. and he didn't know who was talking, so he's about to turn around and get the picture. But when he saw that it was me talking, he just like his mouth dropped open and he was like and he took this big gash like a fur air and a big smile and I was just like, I'm looking <laughs> like, What the hell is going on? And he's like what you smell? What's your name? And so I was like, I, I was like quickly, everybody knows I'm not shot. My head quickly hit the ground like,
0: you uh, <laughs> it, <was> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: it was just like crazy. I was just like, um, he's like, where you from? I'm like, Chicago. And, and uh. he was just like, man, you know, like, damn, like that. So, I was complete, like, side was in shock. I was in shock. And then when we got back to the hotel, I was like, Cy, did I just see Project Pat? Like, Project Pat was the fan, and I was the right. artist. Like, I witnessed it, and I saw it, and nobody in the world can tell me that that's not what happened because I saw it. And so this is what drove me. Like, it, I hate to, the fact that I couldn't, like, Buck, Buck had came and told me, you know, like I started yeah. hearing, but Buck told me after Pat, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like, but but then, then I dealt with Young Bleed. I dealt with like A&Rs who were like masterpiece A&R and just different people who ended up saying like, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Like we tricked Master P A and R. We would play the song like I never will just say, Hey, I'm doing this song. I, I like the element of surprise. So we we was playing um we was playing the song for um Master P's A and R and then we, we played it the whole time and he's like, Who was that? We like, Oh, that's this girl and we never told him it was me. <laughs> like never <laughs> told him. <laughs> So yeah, but that was the story. Like the the um the Project Pat thing. That was it. From that point, I was able to gain like some confidence, and um and really just say, well well maybe I can do this, you know. But I still haven't fully accepted it. But I have gotten a lot more confident. Like I don't do um what do you call those things? Uh, the back. I only do like the verse. I don't do like ad-libs and the backgrounds yeah. and that type of stuff. See, that's why I, I really say, like, I definitely don't um, freestyle. It, in fact, Word. I have, like, one verse that I that I memorize that goes with every freestyle when I'm out and I crack up laughing because now it's like this big joke because everybody will be doing, like, a cypher and then I'll be like, let yeah. me get in there and I'll act like I'm going to do something different
0: <laughs> and then I'll say my <laughs> same thing
1: and everybody just cracks up laughing. <laughs>
0: Right. Well that's where it's at, that's you know. Crazy. You know, especially, you know, with writing with freestyling it takes uh it takes, you know, a, a lot of nerve to freestyle, that's what I wanna say because I used to freestyle with my homies you're just sitting around the table, you're freestyling and then you're free you're kinda of free for to tell each other, you know, hey, that was whack, that was it, but you're you're but when you're out there performing and you're out there recording, then a lot of times it's better to write. Because then, you know, you know what you're saying. And, uh, yeah, it's harder to freestyle. I know that much. I know that first yeah. yeah. Yeah, but
1: I can freestyle in my head. So, like, if the beat is on <laughs> and I'm saying it without saying it to y'all, I know a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I be rhyming, but when I try to say it, I'm like, I don't
0: know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? uh, One thing um, I used to do is I used to like when I used to freestyle by myself. I used to have a Mm -hmm. tape recorder. I used to have a tape recorder, but one of those real small cassette tapes I got from Walgreens. just a little small cassette, and I would just be listening to a, a beat, and then I would just be freestyling by myself. And then when i come up with something i'll be like oh that was cold you know and then i take my recorder and it's recorded you know then i then after a couple of those you write them down and then that's how you get you know you end up writing the whole song like that wow yeah yeah that's awesome now tell us about heavies only um so
1: well just with basically looking at the things that i did in the past I was like ready to be more serious with it, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do some work where the only people that I'm going to allow to work, because I've done like some other work in the past where I just bring in some new young artists and try to bring some light and exposure to them. Um, And so I was like, I'm going to do something with just heavies only. Like you can't get on it unless you like a heavy completely. So that's where that idea came from. And then of course um, the, the motivation I have from Pat and we worked so much with him, we did about, maybe four shows um, headlining with Pat. So we, we had built that relationship. We'd been in shows where fights just broke out and, you know, we all had to go to the back. You know, together. So we've been in those <laughs> okay. in those were tight uh, spots. You get, you know, you get to know and see who real. So I yeah. think that the respect that uh, the respect that Pat has for our team is based on that. He's been able to physically see like that. We've been in positions where we like, man, we we get now we moving because they throwing bottles and everything in this club. But he's seeing us like, hold on, we got to make sure he's straight. So he coming with us. So, you know, yeah. just whenever they whenever people be able to see the reel, you're gonna always get support and you ain't gonna you ain't gonna have to do it like the lanes be doing it. Word,
0: word. Word, yeah. How many mixtapes are you on?
1: Um you know? Wow, that's a good question. I'm on quite a few. Like I know Heron Tracks, that's a big name. Um I like the fact that I'm on his mixtape. Um, I'm on Supreme Tracks. That dude is a monster. He is such a sleeping, like, he's a sleeping giant. Like, this dude, he just got he got beats, and they are motivating beats, where I think that a lot of rappers that I work with, even, they got the skill. You know, like, it don't take a whole, whole bunch. There's so many little different things you can doctor up to make a song, but... It's really starting to me. My excitement now is to see that, like, if I had one track, I challenge anybody that's listening. If I had one track from any other other names that's out there, and I'm so far off from it, I can't even name all the, any of the producers. But y'all know who I'm talking about—the Zaytoven's mm-hmm. and those people that's out there. Like, yeah. the, the beats make make it. Like, you give me some of them beats, so like my. My my um, work got better when my material got better. So are you uh-huh. dealing with mediocre, average beats, playing around, just spitting over anything? Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Make the investment. Save your material. A lot of y'all got hits out there that you spit on some bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to curse, right? So okay. that's all
0: right. Yeah. You're cool. <laughs> you're at home. Just talk to us like your homies, yeah. But I feel so, what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. You gotta have some you gotta have some cold beats.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we got a, a young producer named Sin um, who came up listening to, um, he's a young guy, but he loves Traxster, and everybody knows right. Traxster is, is, you know, one of the best that ever did it, so it's like we got some, some youngins that's coming up, and a lot of little people, we mess with Mug Gang, you know, Sicko Mobs, and, and he's done right. work with all of, you know, all of, we basically Chicago, has always been the market for people to learn and grow from. We just haven't really capitalized off of our own things. You know, so that's why I do the the best that I can in all areas. Wherever I can be of assistance, I try to do exactly that. That's why I give so much info in reference to um just, you know, what what you can do to better yourself. Um but I write oh, all of my boy. own material. Um Heavy's only um is gonna feature we got we got some more. Uh, we got Kilo of Kushu conflict on that boy with a nice um, the next single that's coming out that's really nice. You're gonna love that, and we got like a lot more surprises on that heavies only. So we don't even want to talk about it. I think he sent you one from Flex out in um, Cali. Um, that's a real nice one that that you're gonna like because it definitely got that Cali um, style to it. And Flex yeah. was with um, y'all know Flex from I'm on the spot like trying to think about. Flex, um I think of it in a second, who he was his team was, but he's definitely very relevant out there in uh, LA.
0: Word, word. Word, yeah, that's what's up. Now you got you talk about how those beats inspired you to come up with even, you know, better material. But what, what inspires you as as an artist and what you do? What inspires you?
1: Um um, I think that the game was really, really lacking females and not just females right. as talking about menage a trois and, and that type of thing. I got real inspired by Nikki when um when I was hearing how she could just say verbally, you know, about taking you to have a, menage a trois and certain things and the kids just all cling to it. You know, I was inspired yeah. by that to say, that, well, damn, if I can say I'm going to take you to get two degrees, you know, yeah. y'all going to cling to that too? You know, so I, I just felt like, and it was really hard because I had to, like, I got a lot of stuff that I want to do with it. Right now, You're getting, you're getting the me that needs acceptance. You're getting the me that needs people to hear and be able to relate to. So that I can just kind of sneak in under the radar type of thing, but I definitely want to be able to do the the things that music inspire me to do, but right now I'm showing you a different person. The persona that is out right now is needs to be able to reach the youth, you know, so I can't just come right out at them talking about don't listen to that, don't say this, don't do that, I can't. I gotta be able to yeah. let them see that, and that's why I feel like I, I'm using my blessings and where the world has taken me in my life to be able to spit about strip clubs and the she 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 song. I, I have that experience. Like I'm able to spit about that because I lived in Miami, you know. For, for I lived in South Florida for six years, so you know, right. it. I, I'm able to talk about different things because of the the life that I've had to live. You know, I'm a corporate person right now. I have several other companies that I do that's 100% corporate that I don't even want to discuss right now, you know, but it's just the fact is all of the different things that I've been able to do um, just has afforded me the opportunity to be able to reach so many different people from all walks of life that I would like to do just that. I don't want to just categorize myself and put myself in a box to say that I'm going to do this because I got music on there. Um, Me, Myself, and I is a remix that's on the uh, heavy song remix tape. And that song is, you know, a a dope song, but a lot of people don't even know about the song because it's not even in the African-American market.
0: Word, word. Wow. You know, so. What's the best advice that you would give to a new artist that's out there?
1: Ah, man, that would be a A whole nother segment i got so much advice um for new artists because it's really a way to do it you know it's not the way that you see everybody else doing it's a it's a it's very strategic um it's just a couple of steps and things that you you need to do um it's a lot of persistence it's a lot of um you have to work that's the first thing like so many new artists think that You jump around on the stage, you go record some songs and jump around on the stage, you're spending more money um, on your liquor and your paraphernalia than you're spending on the actual productivity of your craft. So, therefore, you're putting out garbage. So, the advice I would give you is to start out the right way. Do act like you're doing this seriously. Make sure that you're paying somebody for quality studio time recording, mixing, and mastering. Don't come to my mm. shows with your CD on a burned um, CD and don't even get enough decency to know to put your name on the CD. you just walking up handing me a blank CD. Get yourself some management. People that believe in you, get your family and and everybody behind you because most of the people that make it, they make it because they have a support system. So, like, there's a lot of things, but the best best advice I would give is to be serious about it. If you really are not going to do it and be serious, I would just tell you right now to go ahead and find another hobby or craft you know, and do something else because it it does take a lot. And, you know, right now the game is heavily saturated with just everybody and their mama that has chosen to say, hey, I'm going to pick up this crap and I'm going to do this, and just don't be another statistic. That's what I would say.
0: Yeah, and about that, uh, CD to show people you're serious, I've learned this, that you've got to uh, come out with a, with a professionally made CD and then you also have to have like a a barcode. You said you can, you got to learn how to get the barcode and then you have to have the CD wrapped in plastic, you know? Right. So Everything needs to be
1: counted. Everything needs to be counted. But even if you can't, but even if you can't go that route right away, there's ways to do it where you can do it economically. You can go eat, you can do everything uh, online. Um, you can do right now we just released that Project Pat song, get that dough. It's being it's over thirty stores digitally. So Amazon, iHeart, um, you know, everywhere that you can possibly think of, pretty much, title, you can go and get it. And then that it's a way that you can track your work. You have proven yeah. uh, proven record. So right now you may not be able to afford I'm not gonna act like it's just sweet like that where yeah, you go guy and go tell people, Go get your barcode and go get it pressed up. No, it, it ain't that easy to do it like that, but Start, take steps. Start out, tend a little bit of money. It's under 50 bucks to put your whole album on iTunes. I think that's what it's called. So go put it on there and, and release it at these stores. Spend some time. Get a team to promote it. That's what Team T does. Find some people that promote for you. If it's just you, let's be real here. If you're one person and you're yeah. talking about, i promote be my stuff. First of all, you look silly. You need to get another name, the fan club of that person. You don't, no artist should be out there under their name talking about, here, check out my new song. It just shouldn't happen Word. like that. This is a business. This is a music <laughs> business. So, you know, you, you, you're going to definitely need to do all those things in that way. But to start out, just take baby steps. Put your stuff online digitally. Spend some time at least six months before you release it talking about the release of it. Get a get a professionally done flyer and an album cover yeah. and then go ahead and do your promotion for six months. In six months, you have done enough promo. People see that you're serious enough that they'll go ahead and support you, and then your numbers will look okay, and then you use that money to make your next investment.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, the five years that you've been uh, in business doing this, You've seen some changes in the game uh, a lot. Like what are those changes that you've seen over that short Um, amount of time?
1: Well, I didn't see – Actually I'm in the new school era, so I gotta tell you that I didn't I don't know about what Side and uh Nuisance and Buck and all of those people went through when it came to the change in music. I'm from the era where everything is happening online. I was able to gain wow. um so much exposure and so much success online uh, with just with the name, um, with my, with my corporate background and the name psychodrama behind me, I had no barriers at all, uh, in, in being successful, uh, on, with, with the way that music is done. I don't know about the old days with the record stores and stuff. The only thing I know about that is I like George's music room. Shout out to him. Um, we did go there and get our CDs and stuff. We always mess with him right now today and say, we going to buy that one that's sitting over there. He always say, go ahead and get it. Um, (laughs) Um, every time we, every time we see them and that's like four, five times a year this year. Um, so like, Max Records, shout out to them. We we um Team E and T did a lot of promo for them and created their Facebook page and and stuff like that to keep them relevant because they don't do that. They mind pop stores, you know. So yeah, yeah. we um we just did that for the the MP Mall. Um, it's a flea market on Madison Pulaski. We have a show coming up there, um, for New Year's Eve. It's called the Holiday Team Bash, and it's a way that we can bring out our youth empowerment. Um, that's what we do. We basically continue to we. And a whole another segment because we've worked with Stun Taylor, Sicko Mob, D'Lo, Chemo, all of the people like that you hear that are going out there and doing their thing. A lot of the youngsters, that that's where that's what I know. That's what I've been doing because in the last five years, that's who have been out. So that's where my success has come from. I basically used the name Psychodrama to get um, out there and get anything I needed in the world of music, in reference to judges, um, in reference to just, man, deals, plays. Because of the respect that this that this group has, you know, it's made this stuff like piece of cake. And then I basically reached out to the youngins and um and, and assisted them because I saw that it was all about online and it was all about business and you're not going to even get a chance to get in front of them unless you can properly speak and communicate and present yourself and brand yourself in a, in a certain way because that's how the record stations and labels and execs, that's how they're finding everybody. They're finding them from wow. their online presence. So, you know, yeah we basically have shown and proven our consistency. Um, we have, we're, we're followed by Chuck D MC hammer, um, people, Bryson, Bryson, uh, Jay, uh, Jay, uh, all of the R and B people, Raheem, Devon, Jaheem, like all of oh, the R and Bs, yeah. like all of the legends, uh, trick daddy, um, the field mobs, uh, MJG and of course, um, all of the, you, know, you know, all of the, the legends that know, like that, that's really legends. Like all of those people, we, we're followed by them. They respect it because they yeah. know, like, these are things that everybody needs. There's nobody out there right now that don't need a T behind them because what we bring is branding and presence and persistency and just the, the skill and the education to get to, to get behind these different labels and get to in there and bear with them. You know, like whenever, when Universal, when Death Jams, whenever we've had anybody that has come out, No Limit, when they came to, to our showcases, that's how they came to our showcases, what I am events. That's how they got there, y'all. We didn't invite them. You understand?
0: Yeah, when you're doing something out. right yeah. when you're
1: doing something right you're gonna get the call yeah. somebody gonna drop something in your inbox That's why for the song for the project pass song. Okay, we started sending out we did we did one thing We challenged everybody because we have put out so much work for our city right. and we have thousands of dollars side and I Invested in our time in the last six years because we've had hundreds of showcases where we don't pay ourselves And that's not heard of for, like, as an entrepreneur, like, I got, like, bashed because I went from the careers that I have that pay me over $125 an hour to working with a career that couldn't even pay me $10 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so I have been bashed from friends, family, the world, basically when I started five years ago with this. It's what? been like such a hard, a hard, hard journey because we didn't have like, yeah, I had the support and I was able to get so many things done, but I used it still take money to make money. So now yeah. I'm spending, I'm just spending out. I'm constantly putting out and I'm not bringing in anything. My first show, 30 artists came to Atlanta on my behalf. They came on my expense. I didn't, they were wow. supposed to pay. Only two people, two to three people total paid for for that first show that I had. So then oh. in the interim, in the interim, listen to this. I lost big. When I tell you I lost big on my first show, it was a – I wouldn't take it back for the world because I got a chance to learn the music business. So oh, I'm not upset about it, but at the same time, it it was amazing how it happened so fast and before you know it i was like wow like it was just like the worst business move i had ever made and i'm like a 25 year entrepreneur you know yeah. so um i just really learned the hard way but like it's a whole nother story about how when i got to atlanta how things went um and how i learned a lot about what made me successful came from going to atlanta and seeing for a change i said look everybody always coming to chicago and getting everything and taking it somewhere i'm going to go to atlanta and get me some stuff and take it back to my city and so that's what happened with what am events i was working with a female um in atlanta Um, shout out to honey atl clubs you can you can find her she's all over uh the south atl clubs my girl honey um doing these shows and i just wanted to bring that back to the table to chicago when i got here the artist was paying all this money to do shows for nobody there would be nobody in the clubs. they wouldn't win anything and they wouldn't gain anything from doing the shows. so I just want to real quick cut that off because we back off into the in entertaining. We lost noise somewhere in the interview, but it's also relevant <laughs> and important,
0: <laughs> right? But that's some important stuff. We're learning some stuff. That's what we like to do. You know, we like to we like to learn, get some knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And and then like, what I want to know is like, what do you dislike about the industry? I know we're kind of getting into that, and uh, and I see how much you put into this industry as you learn you know as you learn as a learning process but what are some of the things that you dislike about it
1: okay um i don't like that it's really not about the success i mean it's not about the um the not the success but not about the craft it's really not about how talented a person is you know and everybody can relate to me on this there's so many people who are great that deserve to have that platform that so many sucker as clowns got right now you hear me yeah. they just got them yeah. they got these they got them for the wrong reasons they got them because either a somebody paid for it you know or yeah. they knew somebody <laughs> it's business it's business at the end of the day now that moves are being made for me and it ain't about the money. It's about the relationships that I've been building. A lot of yeah. a lot of people do things for me and with me right now because I'm somebody who had those shows who couldn't pay the people. But I said, you know what? If I got to go to my bank account, I'm going to do that. If it ain't nothing in my bank account, man, give me a week. I'm going to have this money that I owe you for this show that you did for me today that I can't pay you for until four days from now. So what happened right, right. what happened was they got their money and then it, and then they with them continuing to work with me now it grew from that to now they get their money ahead of time. Now, you know, it's never any problems about the money. So they was able to see me grow. And as a result of that, they helped me grow. They didn't just, right. you know, we had, we had so many people who wanted to get a part of, on our team because they saw all of the, on the outside, looking in team and looked so sweet. We didn't <laughs> have to, we didn't
0: have,
1: man, we didn't have to come real close to it with a lot of people because of the fact that they look on the outside and they don't know how much hard work and dedication and man hours we got in on this shit and they come in and they think right. it's sweet and they go and they, and they, and they want to be paid for some day and do. And that's the quickest way to get your ass whooped from somebody who busting their ass for real. Like, I might be professional. I'm going to, you know, you'll never know until you bring it out. But trust and believe when you bring it out, it it, it won't go back in. It's going to be a little bit too late for that because it take a lot to bring it out. But it basically means that you took my kindness for weakness. And so I'm not going to allow people to change me, and I'm not going to act a certain way. A lot of people be mad, and they can't get down with me because they be like, man, why you be good to people? Why you keep helping motherfuckers who don't deserve your help? And I don't. I'm not the judge of it. That's why I'm not the one who say who get it. When it's when it's afforded and given to me, I just do what I'm told to do with it. And if if, if whoever get the help, they just get it. It, It's on them to mess up. I'm not gonna be the one that's pointing and picking and priding and determining who's gonna get help. And that's what's wrong with the industry. That's what's wrong with it. That right there, just. Tell people who you know deserve it, even if they don't deserve it. If they got the the skill to do it and they they can be successful at doing it and you got the power to help them, help them. Let God be the judge of if they did it right or wrong.
0: Right, right. And in the meantime, you're helping them to understand what's right and wrong so that they know like an etiquette. There's like a certain kind of etiquette. I'm starting to learn that And you're you teaching, teaching them.
1: Yeah. You're te and you're teaching that hands on, you're teaching that hands on. And that's what people don't want to do. That's what, that's the part that they don't want to do because it requires something of them, you know? So at the end of the day, I feel like the industry has a lot of, a lot of room for growth and it just takes the new people. Like I'm, I hate to I really hate to compare myself to I can't even compare myself to this this man so I can't even say that but the way that Donald Trump um <clears throat> the way that Donald Trump came out and decided his reasoning for wanting to be involved I respect that his reasoning before all of the what he said about this person and what he did and before all of the bad stuff i'm saying the reason that he said he wanted to be run for president is kind of like where i came from with 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 the music i didn't have i don't have the background i don't have the experience for the music
0: business at all
1: i only Barbara, had a professional we need somebody
0: real yeah we need somebody real out there who has love for the music doing and it so and so the that and, yeah.
1: and that's and that's why i had to say so Donald Trump may be a lot of things, but one thing that he is, is, is real with what he says. That's how he feels. Even if it's bad that he's saying it because it's wrong, but that's how he feels. So for me, I that's, where, that's how I embodied this whole thing with the music and the music industry. And I reached out to, what I did was reached out to everybody. That's what I did. I came out and I reached out to everybody that had anything to do with music. And so people, some people uh, embraced me back. Some people, they didn't. And then they came back when they saw things successful and they said, you know what? I'm sorry that I didn't work with you in the beginning, and you came to me, and you, you ended up doing great, and I just want to tell you that. So it, it's been a, a whole process and procedure, and so right now, I'm sticking with, there's only a small circle of people that, that back and but they are, they're very, they, their name holds value, you know, it, it it's very valuable, and it holds weight because they all are, like, powerful people, but it's only a handful of people because so many people, for whatever reason, um, a lot of people say that I'm very aggressive, as you can kind of hear, and, and just I don't let people get a, a word in edgewise, so interviews with me are tough. Sometimes we probably got to have a cold word where y'all can say ding, 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 so that I can, like, stop.
0: But, hey, wow. I love it. I got, I got a cousin, man. You know what? I got a cousin on the west side of Chicago. My, shout out to Shinaria. And You know what? It's almost like I'm talking to her. You know, you, you got the same accent. You got the same. You know, you're coming out the same way. I love it. I I talk to Shinaria all the time, man. And it's like I'm talking to my. You're like a family member. So you know, I feel right at home because we want to learn. We want to learn. You know. And what I want to know, is like, what's what's, what's, your, what's your dream project? Your dream project—the mm. project that you um, always wanted—that'll hit your, that'll just like make your climax of your career.
1: Well, I haven't even gotten um, advanced in my career enough to have a dream project, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I I haven't like I haven't gotten there yet. I I know that my favorites are already people that that Side and Psychodrama has worked with. So, um I like I said Mystical side is performing with Mystical on December the 9th out at the Tree of um Joliet in Joliet, Illinois, and Mystical is one of my favorites. Um so Mystical is is huge. Um I just recently heard that one of his favorite uh he just confessed that one of his favorite all-time favorite collabs was that pure uncut. So, you know, that was definitely dope yeah. to me. So I would I would love to work with Mystical. I would love to work with uh Trick Daddy and Trina. Um that, that six years in at uh the six years in um uh, Florida, Miami definitely mm-hmm. put me on to all of that. Then I did a few years in Atlanta, so you know I absolutely love T I. Uh definitely one of my favorites. Um and then as far as uh females, I absolutely love Eve. She was she was definitely um a chick that I I felt like if I was to do something in music I would have you know, a similar style to her. So that was somebody I liked. Also Clean Latif was always dope. And uh oh, and M C yeah, Light yeah. as well. And yo yo.
0: And rage, right. so I got definitely you rage. Man, rage, yeah. Exactly. Now, now that goes, that goes without saying. Yeah. But
1: but wait, but that goes without saying. All the like the I I, sh- I shouldn't even have to name them, but we gonna start. We are gonna go nuisance to Brad Shauna. You know, of course it's oh, all definitely. my my yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's them already off top as far as females. But um, I just like back to that that question. I just felt like we needed. That's why I'm naming a lot of females. I feel like we needed more females in the game. A lot of these dudes was out here just talking crazy as fuck. Excuse my language.
0: So, yeah, like, yeah. that's
1: something that you—that's something that you can look forward to to you know, seeing and hearing more. I'm gonna get into more of like just coming at these dudes for real, like shut the fuck up clown type of shit, like, cause ain't nobody—they just saying the dumbest stuff about women, like. I'm just yeah. like they saying the stupidest shit ever, and I don't care who you is if you out there talking crazy about uh, these females out here. I don't care if they is spots or whatever they are doing. It's, it's going to be somebody out here that's going to have a few words to come back at you with. Then speaking of diss raps, I got to laugh, y'all, which out for one quick second. I did yeah. do I did do one I did do one diss rap in my life. Okay, Uh-oh. I did Whoa. I did a diss rap when I was about. Not even a year rapping. I, I I was I had months in, but what happened was I ended up getting inspired because I am a friend of uh, Michael Jordan. That's a whole another story, right? But but real quickly, um, I got a documentary coming out called "I Flew With You," and it's a story about my seven-year friendship with Michael Jordan here in Chicago. So 100%. so basically um what happened was Chameleonaire had did this big diss um this this video about Michael Jordan and he 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 got a lot of views on his diss video. So his whole complaint and by me knowing Michael Jordan personally when I heard his complaint in his diss um video I I was just mad. I'm like, you know what Chameleonaire, I'm going to write a diss rap about you. So that's exactly <laughs> what happened. So <laughs> So that's what happened. Chamillionaire was pissed because he went to a, a show, a party, or an event where Michael Jordan was there, and and um it was some dude's event. Um, I, all of the info is in the diss rap, but it was another big dude's event, and Michael Jordan was there, and they were raffling off these shirts. So Chamillionaire had um, bought a shirt, and he wanted to take a picture with Michael Jordan, and he made the mistake of while Michael Jordan entertaining some friends who he claimed to be some ladies. And of course, if it was some ladies, then you even should be more ashamed of yourself. Like you're not yeah. a grown man. Leave this man right. alone. Wait till he's not busy entertaining some people and then come talk to him. You're a star. Do you want somebody coming up bugging you when you looking like you into a good conversation with somebody that you want to be talking to? So anyway, he wants to get mad talking about Michael Jordan didn't take the picture with him, um, you know, and he just bought this shirt, acting like a groupie basically in this video, you know. So I just made my rap, and then I got a thousand-something views on it because people are all on there, like, from New York, like, this video sucks. And then I even <laughs> had the nerve to make a picture video. I had the nerve to make a picture video, y'all. And it's, like, made on, like, a I promise it is the you. It's you got it. You you guys have to let put this video somewhere where people will. I don't mind if you laugh at me because I I was only I was like a six month old artist. This this video is going to be like around for the rest of my career if I make it to be a great artist. They're going to be laughing at me about that for years.
0: Word, word word wow. So what what projects are you working on right now?
1: So I'm mainly stay and focus on the heavies only mixtape and album so the mixtape is coming out first that's just a way to um sell the album i don't want to really have to work to sell the album i want to put out the mixtape it's a little bit with the mixtape it's a little bit less involved you're not spending money on costly um beats and stuff like that and studio and all of that stuff whereas you know you can be a little bit uh easier with the mixtape so i want to get that get the ear to the streets let them hear what we're coming with and then that way we named it heavy's only mixtape and heavy's only the album so that the legwork will be done by the time the album actually hits the streets it'll be something that people are excited about and anticipating um the the purchase of and then not only that we want to make sure that we have like distribution and some other stuff lined up when we um when we get there so we have actually gotten a couple of calls um, you know, I'm definitely like really excited uh about this uh the whole little uh new uh attention that the Noyer Project is getting. Um somebody submitted our um song to it's called Yank It or Break It on uh mm-hmm. Booth Radio or it's called Booth Radio through Urban Grind TV. So somebody submitted the song there and they Shows to break it, and then that's that's why it um, played uh, Hot 107.9 in um, New York, and it's playing across nine different states, um, you know, because it was selected on this little segment thingy. So we don't even know who submitted the song, and that goes back to saying, like, when you do the work and you put out the good material, it's not as hard as you think. You know, when you get that hit, you'll know when you have it because people will help you. And it won't be because they just feel like helping you on this song. No, people are going to help you because you're going to make it. And then if you make it, you can help them. This is business at the end of the day. You know, so that's what everybody is continuing. You know, it's always, it's got to be a strategy or a plan. If you have none, then what are you doing? So we did the heavies only mixtape to do that. And we we actually used this opportunity to reach out to a lot of our family, friends, and just the the two thousand some artists that we've worked with um, over the last five years putting to the side our music we got like so many other songs that you guys would absolutely love but we we didn't put anything into it you know we we I'm honest I'm gonna be honest with you we didn't put like the stuff I'm telling y'all y'all didn't y'all not doing that's what we did with the other material so it's there but we we really didn't do it because we weren't focused we were busy doing a lot of other stuff to build a platform for independent artists that's what we were focused on doing so what we're doing right now is because we've given them so much of ourselves we're going to let them have their bed and and we're going to let them make their own bed if they we asked everybody that dealt with us at one point or another and within the last six years to buy the Heavy's only song with um with project pat it's 99 cents you know, we we spend we have over a thousand videos on YouTube of independent artists from all over the world from our shows. You know, if I can take my time, whereas I know that I have a business that will pay me one hundred and twenty five dollars an hour if I put my time into that, but yet I'm putting my time into something else. So, you know, we asked everybody to buy that that one single that you can find all over. You go there. You can go to your Play Store if you have an Android or go to um, iTunes. If you don't have um, an Apple, go to your Play Store, put in Noya. Uh, featuring Project Pat, get that dough, it's 99 cents. Grab that single just to show your appreciation, and that's what we're doing now. We're gonna move forward very strong in 2017, and we're gonna focus more on people that, that need and deserve our help, and then people that wanna help us too. We've you know We've given so much, and we've never asked for or expected anything in return, and we just feel like if we do put out a request that say, hey, grab this song for people that we've invested thousands of dollars into, if they can't do that, then that's going to show us how to chop that circle down even smaller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I grabbed that song, man. I love that song.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, Chicago has lost some great legends this year. We lost Herb Kitt. We lost, you know, I'm just now hearing that we lost Johnny P. And uh, Yeah. We want to honor. we want to honor all the legends that we still have with us today. It is definitely one of the legends that we want to promote and you know, we wanna um promote the people who you promote. You know what I'm saying? Because 'Cause we're on the same page. We're in the same we're on the same wavelength here as far as the artists that we love. So um is there anything else that you wanna tell our audience? Um let
1: me see. No, I think that's pretty much it. I, I mean I would love to tell everybody in Chicago to come out. Um, for the next couple of shows that we have. We got an intimate, private, exclusive concert with Chicago's very own Psychodrama. That's going down December the 23rd at Club CBN. You can go to Eventbrite right now and just put in Christmas with Psychodrama. That's the only way to get that ticket. There will be no tickets sold at the door. So you can go to Eventbrite, put in Christmas with Psychodrama. And then we also have Holiday Teen Bash. That's going down December the 31st. That's New Year's Eve. It's an all-ages, uh, holiday-friendly, family-friendly concert, and that's going down uh, December the 31st with Cago Leak in Ill Wheel, and that's going to be judged by uh, 107.5's Frankie Robinson. So, if anybody's interested in performing, opening up uh, at that other aforementioned show with Side December the 9th out there in Joliet at the Tree of Joliet with Mystical, the Mind of Mystical concert, if you want to open up for any of those events, or just to get in touch with Team ENT or whatever event, send us a text message to 678-704-5900. And I am Noia. It was definitely a pleasure having your ear today. And look for those heavies-only projects coming out. I guarantee that you'll love them
0: all right so well, i'm I'm sure looking forward to them. and noya, we want to thank you for joining graffiti talk radio. It's been an honor and a pleasure uh working fans gain access to your information
1: uh I am on everywhere uh I'm on Twitter as Heavies only noia I'm on Instagram also as heavies only noya, and then on Facebook, you can look me up. I am Noya. First name, last name, sorry mom, and that's sorry, S-O-R-R-Y-M-O-M. Man, I want to definitely real quick give a shout-out to Bamba, Kla and Tally for this interview. You guys have been awesome, and this is officially my cherry-breaking interview, my first interview, and I am very happy that it was with you guys. You've made me very comfortable.
0: All right. Good well stuff, this is yo. the first of many. It looks like you have a lot of projects going on. We definitely wanna stay in tune with everything you're doing, everything side cycle drummer doing everybody in Chicago. You know, I'm your Chicago connection here. Tally, I'm gonna give you my phone number. If you ever need anything, you just hit me up and call me. Uh, my email address is dtally at live dot com. If anybody wants okay. to start, hit me up. Yeah. So hey Noya, thank you. And it's been an honor yeah. and a pleasure, sister. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys.
1: Mayor. God bless Chicago. God bless America. That's
0: what. Peace. Up. One.